Get off the bike! Get off the bike! Light the blue touch paper and lock up your pets. It's the slightly belated bonfire special episode of Wolfmania the Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Wolfman. And I'm reliable sidekick Timpsy. Indeed you are. And uh, this is episode three of the difficult sophomore season of the show. Welcome to Wolfmania the Podcast. Sick bed cinema. Every other Wednesday we'll be here, listeners, six pillows deep on the sofa, digging for loose change and laughs, notionally chatting about some movie or other from the dim and distant past. Or, more likely, from the big pile of unwrapped Blu-rays leaning against the telly. Today, what with it being uh, November and all, we'll be watching the biggest bonfire movie of all time. Bonfire of the Vanities. The show will be a bit like Bonfire of the Vanities, but... We're going to be watching The Wicker Man. Ah, fantastic. And hopefully you've already watched The Wicker Man. Oh, yeah, I've done my homework. No, you do yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you listeners want to know uh, what, we're, what we'll be watching and when, uh, and if you want to laugh at our funny faces and things, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wolfmania Podcast. Uh, if you want to go one further... And support the show, you can go to www.wolfmania.org slash shop and you can buy vinyl, t-shirts, CDs, mugs, tapes, pencils, stationery, golf tees, toys and games, a towel, ladies fashion. All of the above, it's like wish.com. It is, is. except it doesn't come from China, it comes from right here in the Internet Space Station. If you want to have your say about the show... Or if you just want to say hello, uh, drop us an email to wolfmaniapodcast at gmail.com and we'll uh, read out the best emails that we get right here, right up front at the start of the episode so you can see if you get a mention and then just bosh the rest off on 1.5 times speed. Uh, you got anything else to plug this week, Tims? Uh, I don't think I do. I think that's wrapped up all of the all of the socials. I don't know if we need to give a shout-out to some of our great, great new followers on... Uh on the Instagram yeah we do who have we got well if you give me two seconds to prise my phone out of my jeans take your time here we go let's have a little look shall we because uh, it's been it's been quite a week so uh, big big shout outs yep to uh, you're going to want a jingle for this yeah social shout out <laughs> Timstagram that's good Timstagram should preserve that one before before one of the fans gets it and pretends to be me. Oh, no, you get a little blue tick. Yeah, 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 yeah. The real Timpsy. Uh, big shout-outs to And The Sunset Burns, their rock and roll band. Yes. From the London jungle, according to this. Uh, who else have we got? We have a load of people we know. And uh, <laughs> and uh, episode.passes.now, Remedios Campbell. 
Oh yeah. He has unlimited passes at www.generatepasses.thebesthacks.com and then a load of pictures from uh, what, what would appear to be Second Life. Which I, <laughs> does, does that, that still exist? Well, uh, it looks like one of his You're posts. in charge of social. Shouldn't we be on Second Life? Uh, well, we are, aren't we? The Internet Space Station does that not exist on Second I'm Life. I'm sure it's hovering around in Second Life. Avatars of you and I just bumbling around. Is it the same as that Timpsy skin suit that you can get for Fortnite? Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Timpsy yeah. skin suit. And that special Wolfman dance that you can do. <laughs> I've seen some footballers doing that. Yeah. Yeah, so those are some of the... No, gr- no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So some of those, uh, those are some of the great guys and girls who are following us over on uh, on the Instagram. On the Instagram, so. which is at uh, Wolfmania Podcast. Is it? It is. It is. It wants to be. It certainly is. If it isn't, we've got to get another one. At Wolfmania Podcast, join the fun. Get a shout-out from Timstagram uh, here in Social Shout-Outs. Social Shout-Outs. <laughs> liking the live jingling. Yeah. Must be lightning your work somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I, I, after last week's little um, Drake <laughs> incident, I think I could perhaps do with uh, maybe less of the week spent just... <laughs> singing like how I think Drake goes. Let's not even mention it because I'll be tempted to to plug it back in. Don't mention the Drake listeners. Um, but well, I think that's it for adverts. I think so. That's the commercials out of the way. It is, except because it's uh, November the fifth. Probably not where you are because you live in the future. We should probably run a couple of little health and safety notices. Take one dark night in November. Add one adult. A tin box with a lid and a torch. Mix in a liberal sprinkling of children of various ages and place a few handfuls of well-chosen fireworks all together in the box. Do you have to put the children in the box? Then take out the fireworks one at a time, close the box, and read the instructions carefully using the torch. Light the firework at arm's length, preferably with a safety lighter, and then stand well back and wait. And wait... And wait. Never be tempted to return to examine a dud. It might not be. Add a little sparkle for good measure. And what have you got? The perfect recipe for a safe and happy Guy Fawkes night. It's called the Firework Code. And it's yours free whenever you buy fireworks. Remember, on the 5th of November, guide. follow the Firework Code. Telling you not to blow your arm off. <laughs> Thanks, Richard Bryars. Was that Bryars? That was Bryars. You thought that was terrifying. There's a child whose life has changed in the last year. He's given up football because he can't see the ball too well. He can't cross the road alone because he can't be sure it's clear. And he won't see much of the fireworks this year because last year a firework was thrown and blew up in his face. Somewhere there are other children whose lives are going to be changed. Will one of them be your child? No, because I'm, I'm never going to take any of my children to a to any kind of firework display after hearing that. I'm not letting them out of the house at all. No. I thank that advert for giving me uh, a lifelong terror of blind people. And flaunts. And flaunts. And flautists. And flautists. And as someone who has uh, once met Sir James Galway, I couldn't look him. I couldn't look him in the eye. Was he blind? Uh, no, he's not blind. <laughs> <laughs> I was more blind, more blind than he is. Not blind to his flute playing, though. No. Oh, that's uh, a, a couple of... Uh, what's that? 1980s? Possibly 70s? Yeah, possibly. I'm saying those sounds, might be... Uh, 
70s warnings yeah. uh, about things. And I've never uh, heard Richard Breyer sound so terrifying. Exactly. He's usually such a warm presence. <laughs> the his, bad life. With his, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no spoilers for uh, today's Wicker Man chats coming up later, uh, Wicker fans. Uh, but fans of that film might see a little parallel between uh, those fireworks code adverts and, uh, and what's coming up next. In the 70s, uh, things were earthy, posher, simple and terrifying. And uh, when they get remade, it'll all make so little sense, you might as well have hail and pace in it. Do run, 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 you do run, run. Light the fuse and arms, save the gear, it's a mare. You do run, 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 you do run, run. Oi! Never chuck them around. Oi! Never hang around. Oi! Never return once a fire's been lit. You don't do run, run, you don't do run. If you break the fireworks, cut. We'll break your legs. Then you won't run, run, run. You won't run, run. Follow the fireworks code by order of the management. What? <laughs> Your face. Uh, what exactly were uh, were Halen Pace? 90s funny men, Halen Pace. What were they exactly supposed to be the management of? I don't know. Did, did those characters have names? Aren't they, uh, yeah, Ron and Ron? Ron and Ron. These days, they'd have, they'd have had a film made out of that, wouldn't they? The Ron and Ron movie. Oh, three years after they were popular. Yeah, we'd all be going, watch, you'd be thinking, why are they making a film about this? <laughs> Surprising <now?"> expense. <laughs> it didn't seem to be so big. Why is Hugh Grant playing the supervillain in it? <laughs> How does it run into two hours, five minutes? Why am I watching it again? Oh, there's Kelly Brook. And, uh... <laughs> Holly Willoughby. Holly Willoughby and uh, Rylan. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah, that's the the. You grasp better than that. Yeah, it is. I can't believe he did the Ron Ron movie. Oh. <laughs> As an evil antiques dealer. <laughs> that's a better film than it would have been. Yeah. Could have been. Or was uh, Hugh Grant, or would they have gone for it? Would they have uh, poor old typecast Reese fans as the... Uh, I think he'd be glad of the work, wouldn't he? As the, as the uh, evil club DJ in the club run by the two Rons. Yeah, something along those lines. They definitely have him in it. Just think of the soundtrack. Amazing. Oh. Lager, 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 shouting. Version done by Hale and Pace. Exactly. You can see why they were chosen to front a fireworks safety campaign in 1991, though, because I'm sure they were riding high. I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, awareness at that time, especially with kids. <laughs> Didn't really understand <laughs> what any of the instructions were apart from that. I'm hoping it made more sense if you could actually see them, but I doubt it. No, there's um, a lady dressed as a, a Ronette. Okay. Uh, doing the singing. And then there's these two, and then they just sort of do the that thing that they do. A bit serious. Yeah. Um, has there ever been a more end of the century nightmare than the after Halen Pace's star was on the wane? They moved from <laughs> ITV to BBC, BBC, and uh, they were on the show H at H ampersand P at BBC. H. Oh, was it when they tried to kind of make it a little, a little kind of a, a dot com boom? Yeah, yeah. So they like their email address was the show. Oh, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. As bad. Always used to be on Sunday nights, if yeah. I remember. Uh, 
after spitting image, before spitting image. Surely unrelated to. I, 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 I have no idea. I, I, I never watched it. No. no. Gareth Hale and Norman Pace. <laughs> That's right. Two former teachers. <laughs> I believe. Um, if if you listeners here on uh, the bonfire special of Wolfmania, the uh, the podcast on on the bonfire of the vanities, um, if you are going to keep anything at arm's length this week, I'd recommend that it's Halen Pace's 1991 <laughs> number one hit single. That's right. Oh. Number one hit single. The week after Stiltskin, I'm hoping. <laughs> the Stonk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you remember The Stonk? Oh, vaguely. Featuring uh, friend of the podcast, Brian May. Oof. Oh, Brian. Uh, wasn't it for charity, though? So I hope it was for charity. Cause, I'd hope. That's the. I can only think the only reason that Brian would turn up is that in the is that in that new Queen movie. <laughs> Mr. Robot goes to goes to see who who would play Halo Pace in that. Probably do themselves, couldn't they? Yeah, it'd be perfect. It'd be totally lost on. No, it wouldn't. You'd get um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost playing Halo Pace. Playing Halo Pace. Doing the stonk. Doing the stonk. What's Mr. Robot? When did Freddie Mercury die? Nineteen ninety-one. Was it ninety-one? Yeah, okay. November. Right. When did the stonk come out? November nineteen ninety-one. March nineteen ninety-one, <laughs> which meant that he had <laughs> six months to think about it. Oh dear, oh dear. Good what Lord. was Brian thinking? Oh, um, I don't think those two facts are unrelated either. No, probably not. No. Stonky, stonky, conky, conky. <laughs> We're going to be getting some letters this week. <laughs> I can tell. Hey, we did... Hey, Timps! Oh, professional radio DJ link. We did get an email this week. We never. We did. Really? We got an email from a long-time listener. Okay. Uh, one Mr. Jamie Wentworth. Jamie Wentworth. Hello, Jamie. Hope you're enjoying the show. Thanks for listening. Um, and he, he wrote to us. He emailed us at Wolfmania Podcast, and he said, uh, Hi, Andrew and Tim. It's good to hear you back on the air. I love the new series. It's all positive so far. Yeah, it's great. Then he, uh, it's all positive, I think, which is uh, uh, very nice of him. He says, uh, Episode two might not have been one for the new listeners, but there was plenty in there for the purists to love. Oh, Jamie. Thank you very much, Jamie. That's very, very kind indeed. I think. <laughs> Um, did worry me a bit though uh, I'm very pleased that we're getting through to the core listenership uh, that's important to me but you know ratings do suggest we could use a few more new ears around here um, and if 15 minutes about the stonk isn't going to do it <laughs> we might need to punch the show up a little bit Tim OK OK what do you have, yeah. what do you have in mind for that well I had a little, uh, little listen back to the, la- the last episode and um, while Yes, there's a lot to like there. If I were a football manager, I think I'd be saying, the lads have showed a lot of industry there, but we may be lacking a bit of quality in the final third. I disagree. I think the final third is where some of our best work is, and I think that might be what uh, Jamie Wentworth's referring to. Certainly going to have to endeavour to give him more of the same this week. There's likely to be more (laughs) of the same this week. I think can't remember. Did did we ever uh, did we ever get to the bottom of this, Timps? What sort of a football manager you'd be? Uh, I think I track would... tracksuit, tight jumper. I would be. Uh, I'd be very much 
I'd be versatile. I think I'd I'd switch depending on the the context of the uh, of yeah. the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know you get the mind games in. Big game. He's dressed up smart. You turn up in yeah. your in your tracksuit. So I don't care about this, do I? I think you'd be. I've thought about this too much. I, I think you have. Yeah. I think you'd be one of those uh, iPad managers. <laughs> you'd be taking a lot of notice of uh, the uh, the stats on your iPad. Yeah, yeah, and then Pro Zone. Oh yeah, and then it's trying to explain it to a to a substitute. Just he's just <laughs> not really interested because he's too busy. Still got his big headphones on. Got his big headphones on, carrying his wash bag, <laughs> dripping with diamonds. He's got no interest in me showing him Candy Crush on on an iPad. He's, he's bought a giant car, sport, uh, and he's he's left it somewhere and he forgot about that. Yeah, and I'm cross about that. Yeah, as you should be, because you know yeah. you've got traditional uh, traditional football values. Yeah, proper football man. Me. Yeah. I think I'd be wearing the entirety of the club shop. Yeah. 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 And you'd be able to, wouldn't you? You'd be able to just get whatever you wanted. I'd get as many things with my initials on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I conceivably could. Would you use your middle initial as well to make you seem more exotic? No, because it would just elicit sympathy. Oh. <laughs> it's AWW, everybody. Or I might get WM. Yeah. Wolfmania. Wolfman. West Midlands. Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. We'll be talking about that very shortly, listeners. Uh, yeah, if I were a football manager, though, I think uh, people would be saying... He spent a lot of money, results have remained bad, and press conferences are a joke. Anyway, what I'm getting at here is that in our last episode, we missed some glaring open goals. Did we? Yeah. That that quality in the last third, not the last third of the show, that's always great. I mean, we were chipping them up and we were not sticking them away. To rectify that, and to get things punched up for the new listeners, I'm reinstating the feature... Last week's punchlines today. Sting. Don't call it a comeback. Last week's punchlines today. <laughs> Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night because at last, at long bloody last, you've just come up with that perfect comeback you should have said last week? Oh. Last year, oh, yeah. 23 years ago, yeah. when you were still young and spunky enough to talk to girls, well, that happens an awful lot around here. That's true. I think as such, we need to bring back our leave no gag behind policy. Let no zinger linger. No, definitely not. And because hilarity begins at home, I've got five, I reckon. Five? About five. (laughs) About five. About five reconditioned rabble-rousers from the uh, Halloween episode. Any increase on five? I think it's five. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listeners. Then after that... I don't want to have to be revisiting this in the notes and corrections, (laughs) mistakes and... (laughs) Rejections. Rejection section. section. Five. I think it's five. Okay. Then after that, we'll talk about the Wicker Man, yeah? Of course, yeah. Great. Okay. One. In one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Number one. One. High pressure on these jokes being funny (laughs) now, isn't it? After I've announced that there's five jokes. Take your time. Deep breath. Okay, thanks. Thanks, mate. Head over heart, heart over hips. (laughs) Okay, so our end of October episode was a Halloween spooktacular because, of course, it was a Halloween spooktacular and that involved Halloween costumes. We definitely told you that I went to a fancy dress shop. What was it called? Mirage Escapades. 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 It sounded like a... Yeah, and in all that talk of 
sexy off-brand outfits that they had. I failed to tell you, Timps, the thing that shocked me most of all. What was that? Kurt Cobain wigs have been reduced from £20 to just 10 Seems awfully cheap. Well, yeah. It's good news, though. Unless, of course, like me, you're trying to sell one, not buy. Yeah. That's one. One. That's a joke. <laughs> In one. It's a joke. And also, it's true, and it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. All right. Two. Okay. Number two. Uh, during our... Sp- uh, oh, do I start them all the same voice as well? During our, <laughs> during our chat about the Steven Spielberg film Poltergeist... Talk turned to its slightly less goth neighbour, E.T. It did. We did probably more about E.T. than we did about Poltergeist. <laughs> we, certainly, we certainly did. Um, we likened uh, the elder brother from E.T., uh, the brother Mike. Mike, yes. We likened him to popular athlete-turned-commentator Steve Cram. Indeed. Uh, then we had a very, very fun quiz about the E.T. family fancy dress options. You loved the quiz. I enjoyed the quiz. Yeah. Um, all I'm saying, Timps, is that, you know, Cram, uh-huh. Elliot, uh-huh. if only E.T. had dressed like the Kenyan athlete Peter Rono, you'd have a 1-2-3 of the Seoul Olympics 1500 metres final. And possibly a major diplomatic incident. That's a joke! That's good, isn't it? That That's is a joke! Good. That is good. It does, it does rely on the listener's knowledge <laughs> of British middle distance runners... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they know Peter Elliot because he was one with a tash. Is there a ginger one with a with a tash? Like uh, tash. <laughs> Looks just like Ned Flanders. <laughs> he was the one who wasn't the Jarrow Arrow. <laughs> Hold on, the Jarrow Arrow police are here outside. That's that's the joke police. <laughs> the joke police. Lock lock them up. <laughs> Three. Okay. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> It's because he's the joke police. He knows exactly. He's got better timing than we do. Yeah, beep beep. It's all good. That's beep, beep. That says it's all good. Carry on as you were, as you were, lads. Um, you know what? Um, from the Hang on. <laughs> uh, you know in that advert earlier on about the uh, the fireworks code. Oh yeah. Never be tempted to return to a dud. <laughs> it might not be. Should be a word of warning for wolf maniacs everywhere. Yeah. Uh, particularly in this section. Three. Mm. Number three. Uh, last episode, yes, we introduced uh, the listeners, Timps, uh, to uh, Rob the Rogue. The uh, intergalactic neighbour. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got him down as a, a charming pilot of the neighbouring internet space station. Uh, we mentioned that in his daily... Um, Activities, perambulations, activities—if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, Rob the Rogue had recently taken on an apprentice, um, and I was a little bit surprised and disappointed that neither of us suggested that he was actually taking on the apprentice. What do you think that would be like? Let's find out. <laughs> Now, Robert, whilst I don't wish to choose the project manager from your team, he might wish to consider it. Thank you for the kind words, Sir Alan. I'm currently managing a little project of my own that I feel may be of interest to you. 
a little something that might conjure a little compensatory consideration, if you catch my drift. You see, me and my oppo here, well, we're, let's say, amateur gardeners. Gentlemen of a horticultural bent. We're well versed in the old Tractatus de Herbis, if you know what I mean. Keen scholars of the, the reggae arts. We're what you might call green-fingered. And well, we were wondering, my oppo and I, if a gentleman with a modicum of fiscal heft, a pecuniary prestige, a noble knight with certain ways and means, might contemplate a mutually beneficial, benevolent bit of botanical business, if you know what I mean. Robert, you're fine. <laughs> Had a bit of a run-in with uh, Rob the Rogue uh, earlier today, actually. Oh, yeah? Um, I feel a bit bad for him, to be honest, uh, Timps. This is um, quite a long domestic first-world problem, uh, this. Uh, but, as I'm sure you can tell, we've taken on here in the uh, Internet Space Station, we've taken on, um, uh, we've taken on a cleaner. Have you? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, have you? Yes. So oh, really? Temporarily, uh, at least. Um, big pod, uh, big pause. The uh, the podcast cat uh, would would have the entire floor of the control centre covered in kitty litter if she could. And uh, my glamorous Australian wife obviously can't manage it all because she's off on shoots and doing videos with Duran Duran. And it wouldn't be her job anyway, would it? No, of course it wouldn't. It's my job. Yeah. And I would do it all myself. But I've got a backlog of Blu-rays to watch. Uh, for Wolf Mania, the podcast season two, Sick Bed Cinema, this week, The Wicker Man. Something's got to give. Yeah, so we've got a cleaner. Okay. He's a nice uh, nice chap. Good. Yeah, nice chap. Big Polish chap. Let's call him Matchek. Matchek. Yes. Good, good. Um, and for reasons known only unto Matchek, he insists on uh, working with his shoes and socks off. So he can just see exactly how clean yeah. he's made everywhere, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm sure you do that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. clean with, with nothing on my feet. Or top. Or, or bottom. <laughs> or bottom. But with the curtains closed, out of respect to my yeah, neighbours. Absolutely. So, oh, no, we're not telling people where you live. Probably They'll be around the go- <laughs> queuing round the block. Monetising this on uh, <laughs> sick bed cinema late nights. Somebody be taking a little glimpse, a little photo through that tree that you're trying to have taken down. Shh, we don't talk about that. No, we don't. Uh, anyway, Matchek, he does his cleaning. Oh, yeah. And he takes his uh, takes his shoes and socks off. What's perhaps weirder than that? Not that that's weird. It's not weird at all. Not really. No. But what might be a bit strange is that he uh, insists on not putting his shoes and socks back on, and t- uh, back on again. Yeah. Until he's gone outside. Okay. So when he's finished all the cleaning, he picks up his shoes and socks, mumbles his goodbyes and uh, hurries out into the cor- uh, corridor curious my glamorous australian wife was letting him out and at the same time trying to say don't be daft you can get dressed in here or some such and just at that stage rob the rogue opened up the door from his internet space station next door and and across the uh the void yeah and he didn't say anything he just saw big Ah. matchek hurrying down the stairs gathering his clothes oh dear and my glamorous australian wife saying come back did he, did he pass judgment there and then? Didn't say a word. Timid as a church mouse. Didn't say a word. But he's clearly been stewing about it, because uh, 
before before you got here this evening and not not really knowing where his allegiances lie um <laughs> as soon as he heard me coming Poor up the, man. as soon as he heard me coming up he's the been, stairs he's been in turmoil <laughs> as soon as he heard me coming up the stairs he um he, he dashed out to have a bit of a chat okay andy 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 you know me i don't like to talk out of class and uh, you know snitches get stitches if you know what I mean. And I'm not saying there is necessarily anything for a gentleman like yourself to be concerned about. I said, ah, see, see you've met Matt Jack then. <laughs> four. Yes. Number four. Um, that's three punchlines and a bit of behind the magic. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for good measure. Yeah. Uh, ooh, true stories. Um, number four. Okay, bear with us, listeners. Here's number four. Here's number four. Long-time listeners may recall that in last week's Celebrity Pedal Past section, that's the section of the show where we ride past famous people on a bike and then nothing usually happens. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We talked about how I paid 16 quid to rent a Santander cycle and pedal alongside a political march. We did indeed. Yeah. That's how I roll, we suggested. Very slowly, at great personal expense, and in dire need of a performance-enhancing blood transfusion. We should have added. Does that conclude the uh, the jokes? That's good, isn't it? Isn't that good? It's good, right? That is good. That's that's five, isn't it? No, that's four. <laughs> it felt like. Five. I hate to say this, uh, fans of the Wicker Man, uh, but I did have a celebrity pedal pass this week as well. Did you? Yeah. I don't want to drag this on for any longer than it has to. Roll the jingle. It's a. It's a. Oh. All right. <laughs> Get out of my way. Head into my podcast. Check out the people that I just rode past. I'm not a psychopath. This is a psychopath. On the lady of the watch. Chris Hoy. Massive banger that, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I reckon they played that in the uh, the two Rons movie. You probably, probably. <laughs> Who did we say played the superstar DJ? Uh, DJ, I don't know, D- Tall Paul as himself. Yeah, DJ. No, uh, Westwood. Westwood. <laughs> Tim the real, Westwood. The real Westwood. The right, oh. right honourable Tim Westwood. Um, you sure you want to do this, Tim? Ah, oh, it's too late now, isn't it? We're in it. We have to. <laughs> Never look back. No, don't look down. <laughs> okay, well, it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, it's it's a double celebrity pedal pass this week. Oh. Fortunately, it's not two different ones. It's a it's a, a staggeringly odd couple. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Also, I wasn't on a bike. Uh, we've but I had just been on a boat. Uh, we've 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 you know pushed pushed the boundaries of the rules on this a couple of times in the past. I think we could do it again now. Oh, thanks. That's 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 generous of you. All right, celebrity pedal pass. Aqua edition. <laughs> Maritime special. <laughs> it was very near the Cutty Sark. How many knots were you moving at the time? Or had you been moving? You weren't even on the boat. Got off the boat. Were they on the boat? Um, let's say they were on the boat. Okay. Um, do you want to guess? A, a couple? A traditional male-female couple? No. Female-female couple? Nope. 
male male couple. A male male couple. A male male couple. And, uh, I'm not saying they're a couple. Uh, and and uh, they are two people you would normally put together. That is going to be an amazing scandal when you find out who it is. <laughs> if that's what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, two, two two guys who normally wouldn't uh, be together. As far as I'm aware, would not normally be together. Okay, so I'm assuming they're from very different sort of fields. Yes. For instance, one might be an actor. One could be an actor. One might be a a butcher. A butcher. A, a Cooper, a Fletcher, <laughs> another traditional craft. A candlestick maker. A candlestick maker. Um, none big, of those. Big age difference. Was that? Was that? Did that add to the frisson of unsuitability? I think there's a strange age difference. Is there? Not much. Not not a huge one. Okay. Mm. Uh, Ashley Banjo. <laughs> and <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg. On, I'm going to name the boat as well. Yeah. On the, what's the name of the sponsor of the the River Ferry? It's the, it's the uh, MBA River Ferry, isn't it? It's the it? MBA. Not the NBA River Ferry. It's the, M- it's, like something, it's the MBA Thames Slicer or something. Yeah. <laughs> Banjo Reesmog. Just, uh, just, just kicking back. You can have a drink on that boat as well, can't you? Kicking just, back. Just, uh, no. Just. How close am I? I think it's not that far off. Is it not? Okay. Well. You're going to have to remind me what Ashley Banjo does again, though. Ashley Banjo is the lead... Is he in diversity? ...dance master. He's not... He's in Ashley Banjo's dance challenge. He's not Little Perry, out of diversity. Oh, you love Little Perry, out of diversity. And out of the band, Perry, 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 Perry. I think he is an underrated underrated and often overlooked talent. Yeah. In uh, choreographical circles. (laughs) (laughs) Within which I move. Yeah, (laughs) you do. You move... Yeah. Very gainly. I do. Is yeah. that the opposite of ungainly? Yes. I'd yes. Say so. Funky guy. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the split of uh, the interesting split is uh, you, you, you're pretty close, actually, Tim's. One. Yep. Is from the political world. Oh, okay. Interesting. And one is from the world of entertainment. Let me uh, let me help you out sure. a bit here. Um, what I was doing, having got off the boat. Uh, was that the uh, the gig pig and I? Oh yeah. Uh, we were in the VIP, or uh, possibly the OAP uh, section of the Robert Plant, friend of the podcast, and uh, Van Morrison show at the O2 Arena. Lightning fast gig pig review. Don't want to start another section here too uh, quickly, but uh, Robert Plant doesn't. Re- so I'll do it in the voice, shall I? Yeah, Robert yeah. Plant doesn't rest on his laurels tonight. He clearly considers himself a sonic adventurer. So tonight we get a fistful of Zeppelin classics reworked in the style of Tinari Wen or the Osric Tentacles. He looks like Aslan the Lion, and there's an awful lot of Devon Fiddly Man Seth Lakeman in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, a lot of it. Van Morrison, not as good as Van Halen. Oh. Rob's voice. He's uh, saying uh, Van Morrison's a bit like those bits on Jules Holland when you really need a wee, so you just go for one because you don't care about this. When everyone joins in. Yeah. He seemed to be in a good mood, though, uh, but not a good enough mood to play Brown Eyed Girl oh. or any other songs that I knew. Uh, at least Robert Plant had the good grace to do a uh, whole lot of love. Uh, even if it was a 20-minute dubstep hoedown version, <laughs> which, uh, frankly, I could have lived without. Anyway. <laughs> how, many tr- how many trotters? How many trotters? Uh, how many trotters? It's a two-and-a-half trotter review. Curl of the tile, that was the gig pick. Yep, uh, that's right. There we go. 
<laughs> anyway. Okay, let's not get distracted. Who were the two best buddies sat at the end of uh, our otherwise entirely empty row? From the world of entertainment and politics. That's right. One was from the world of entertainment and one was from the world of politics. I'm trying to think of a, 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 a politics. Uh, Zach Goldsmith. No, no. <laughs> and I haven't finished yet. <laughs> Incorrect, but I, 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 I'm going to enjoy your political <laughs> political rock and roll pairings, though. <laughs> Zach Goldsmith yeah. and Danny John Jules from Strictly. <laughs> Sadly not. No? No. Okay. Uh, as, uh, as odd couples go. Okay, we've got one, we've got one politician, we've got one punk rocker. Oh, okay. Let me help you out. Caroline Lucas, Loose, leader of the Green Party. Loosely punk rocker. Loosely punk rock, okay. Uh, Undeniably punk rock. What am I saying? Oh, okay. You've you've authorised his status. Get you. He may have moved on, but okay. undeniably, Charlie from Fight Star. <laughs> and, Who is he with? And, Who is he with? Because <laughs> he is undeniably uh, punk rock. Uh, he <laughs> was with a. He was with the guy who wore the white suit when he stood as an independent. Who used to used to present the news? <laughs> you know the guy, Robert Kilroy Silk. Yeah. Let's call him Robert. It's not him, but let's call it Robert Kilroy. Robert Kilroy Silk, and and uh, Charlie Fightstar. Charlie Fightstar. No, incorrect. No. Okay, you're going. I think you're going to have to put us out of our misery yeah. here. Are you fishing for a? You fishing for a jingle here? Or are you fishing for an answer? <laughs> uh, either would do at this juncture. I'm going to tell you that it was. Fergal Sharkey Oof, okay. and Deputy Leader of the Labour Party, Tom Watson. Not the golfer who just makes men of a certain age weep. <laughs> uh, Tom Watson, I can tell you a bit about Tom Watson. Tom oh, yeah. Watson, Deputy Leader of the Labour Party. Yep. Uh, hasn't he lost an awful amount of weight recently? Mm, he had some left yeah I think that I think I think that's a thing that he's very proud of as well oh, he's, okay. uh, he's had a bit of a, a rebrand and uh, got himself a bit trimmer so you know that's that's good well he was yeah. uh, he was having a bit of a, a rebrand hanging out with Fergal Sharkey firstly Fergal Sharkey had put on a bit of timber no there's nothing to him no, he's not? an incredible okay. profile yeah completely flat his nose completely flat really yeah like his yeah <laughs> just like a vertical line and he was sort of wearing the cream suit that Robert Kilroy Silk might have worn oh okay, okay. if he you know, you know standing and wanted to, wanted to stand out what was Tom um, Watson wearing black a pair of lilac slacks black and some expensive oh. looking glasses oh okay yeah. that I was quite envious of yeah um, annoyingly they, they left just before I uh, plucked up the courage to chat to Fergal about just uh, the wildly inappropriate regularity with which his hit single a good heart these days is hard to find. Um, is bashed out over the radio in the cardio wing of St Mary's Hospital. Um, other seemingly non-ironic favourites, Elton John and Kiki D. Um, never realised that Heart FM was so on the nose. Um, I was trying to eavesdrop their conversation. Oh, yeah. Um... Because, you know, if you read the Daily Mail as much as I do, uh, you'd probably uh, believe that it would just be 
anti-Semitic rant after anti-Semitic rant from, rant from uh, Tom Watson and the uh, Labour Party these days. I'm pleased to say I didn't hear any of that at all. Good. But there were definitely undertones. Fergal Shark, who was in the undertones. I know, I know. I'm, right? I'm leaving it hanging because it's cause so that then the, the listener can Think supply that, their own laugh oh. and not have to listen to me wheezing. I'm using the undertones. <laughs> you do, but you know, new listeners. He was in the undertones, listeners. <laughs> Teenage Kicks, yeah. Teenage Kicks, John Peel's favourite song ever. That's exactly right. Yeah. Five. My perfect cousin. My perfect cousin. I do know. I know you know. Okay, sorry. Bit touchy. Never the, bit touchy. Love a, love a bit of his 80s period. Yeah. You're the punk one. Am I? You're the punk one, I'm the metal one. <laughs> Was that a Fergal Sharky song? We'll be doing that song later in the series. <laughs> will we? People will be... Yeah. <coughs> Overjoyed. Excuse uh, me. Yes. Five. Five. Number five. Okay. Number five here. Remember which section we're in. Oh, we, we veered out of it for a, veered out of lane there for a minute. We are in the last week's punchlines this week section. Do we need to play this thing again. To we might us? put it in again, <laughs> <laughs> but we are nearly there now. Okay, nearly there. Also, in last week's episode, uh, we talked about national treasure and Norwich City chairman Delia Smith. Yes. Um, going down like an absolute stink bomb at the big political rally we attended. She was feeding back on the microphone uh, pretty feebly in front of 67,000 people. And we suggested it was her Altamont. Yes. Well, she certainly captured the honking sound quality, but couldn't get any Hells Angels to do the security, even though, presumably, she does know the hairy bikers. God, what would that be like, eh, Timps? The uh, the hairy bikers <laughs> doing the security at the doomed Altamont Music Festival. <laughs> Dave Myers and Sai King. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out, shall we? Why not? In episode one of our great new sketch comedy feature, Buns of Anarchy. Yes, sir. Oh, Dave. The facilities at this raceway appear to be woefully inadequate. What's that, man? I said, Dave, the facilities at this raceway appear to be woefully inadequate. Oh, sir. The facilities are woefully inadequate. At the raceway. At the raceway. The medical repository is under-provisioned and there are insufficient porta potties Insufficient porta potties Aye, there are insufficient ports potties. Oh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> Tell your honour bloke physically assaulted one of the musicians. One of the musicians? Aye, he physically assaulted one of the members of Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane? Jefferson Airplane. Oh, no, man. We should probably leave before the Rolling Stones get here. Let's go and get some scran. Oh, can we have kedgeree? Aye, proper cooking. Oh, it's just a chop away. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, listeners. That's uh, episode one of uh, of our new ongoing series, Buns of Anarchy. Buns of Anarchy. Uh, Featuring... uh, Sai and Dave from the Hairy Bikers. I did some research. No, never <laughs> to, do. Don't uh, want to be doing that, do you? <laughs> I did, no. did a little bit of research 
uh, looking into that so we could capture into what into into the the, the, the bikers or into the the sons I looked into have you ever watched Sons of Anarchy I have yeah, yeah I've watched the start of it What's it it's, it's about bikers that's about all it's I about know. bikers all I know yeah um, don't like it no it's all a bit violent for me oh dear that's why our version features uh, Dave and Cy not Sonny Barger not Sonny Barger or whoever it's supposed to be peace loving season Jordan. two's got Rollins in though so I had to watch that bit uh, for a bit okay um uh, yeah Buns of Anarchy there Buns of Anarchy of course I did a bit of uh, research this week uh, Timps uh, about not only uh, Altamont oh yeah but also uh, the uh, Buns of Anarchy stars uh, Cy and Dave yes and I found out that Dave your character which yes. you beautifully Thank presented you. I think for us there he loves the band The Scorpions so much that he proposed to his wife during the song Love Drive, his favourite album. Okay. And she said yes. The one with the sketchy cover, yeah. And, uh, and she said yes. Oh, that's a heartwarming tale. Yeah. Um, that, that happened. I, I did, did a bit of uh, research on uh, Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson I. Airplane as well. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't think you know that Jefferson Airplane, latterly Jefferson Starship, what then turned into the band Starship. Really? That's uh, that, that's that, that's fascinating. I did not know that. I know. Uh, another great fact about Jefferson Starship. Oh yeah. They were featured in the only Star Wars film that I don't think you've ever seen. There's a Star Wars film I've not seen. Yeah. Have you seen the Christmas special from 1978? You know I haven't. Ah. They're in it. Are they? Yeah. Wow. Jefferson Starship. Collaborating with side so, noodles. Some Wookiees. Some Wookiees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Don't watch it. No? Is it, is it bad? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's beyond bad. Hey, we're talking about films, Timps. We are indeed. That is what I think we said we were going to do this season. That is why we have had a huge spike in listeners. That's right, yeah. They're looking for some razor-sharp... Cinematic insight. Cineastic. Yeah, we should look that up, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should look that up. <laughs> yeah, people are here to listen to... A pair of cineastronauts. Talk up, love it. Mm. Talk about films. Yes, they are. And this week's film we proposing to talk about we're going to talk about it we're definitely talking about it yeah, this week uh we're watching the wicker man the wicker man we are watching the we've watched the wicker man we have watched the wicker man and the wicker man <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about that's what the uh the the real fans the yeah. wicker maniacs yes. call it the which wick- you're probably one of listening for the first time and really grateful that we did 25 minutes on hail and pace <laughs> <laughs> just to really test your love of horror and uh, yeah, and it turns out you do love it because you're here listening to this now. Indeed. So we'll play the theme from season two of Wolf Mania the Podcast. Paul Pogba. We'll play the theme tune from season two of Wolf Mania the Podcast, Sick Bed Cinema, and then we'll talk about The Wicker Man. See you on the other side, listeners. Nice. Through to a break there. <laughs> <laughs> big chair. It's <laughs> big chair stuff. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. We've been here all year. 
name of the show. I'm gonna do some gags. Some for your sister and one for the dad. Then we're gonna want some ass. Got t-shirts to shift and the sales look fast. We're gonna pop this cast. Follow us on social, be first to the last. I'm gonna lock you out. Cause I'm pretty sure my keys are in my other trousers. So the Wicker Man. Yes. The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. We're gonna talk about the Wicker Man. We are indeed, yeah, yeah. So in, in many respects... This week's film choice couldn't be any more different thematically, stylistically, contently, contently, contently than uh, than Poltergeist. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, they're both about a missing girl. I mean, that's that's very you know on a very basic level. I guess you you could you could say that you could say <laughs> that was right. Welcome to Timpsy's Film Club. <laughs> If I say you could speak. <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist is all sort of uh, Ronald Reagan era, kind of Star yeah, Wars, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing, you know, robot toys coming to life. Yep. A girl trapped in a TV technology. Couldn't be more futuristic in 1983. Incredibly futuristic. You know, cable TV. Yeah. Toys. Yes. Lights. Remote control cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the mod cons, tellies in the kitchen. Poof. All of that stuff. Whereas The Wicker Man harks back to a more ancient time, doesn't it? Crumbling graveyards, rocky cliffs, meticulously researched pagan lore, that kind of thing. And uh, for all its uh, industrial light and magic, there's nothing in Poltergeist that is as scary as the clopping noise of a fat man in a pantomime horse. Huh. You with me? Yeah. Um, the, um, I don't, don't, tell me more about the Wicker Man, Timps. The haunting, the haunting music, I think the music yeah. makes it plays a bit, you know, the, uh, the Celtic, the Celtic shanties, the music of okay. Magnet, mm. and whilst it's easy to mock the, uh, the early 70s production values, I mean, why they can't hold a camera still, I don't the, know. The early when now? The, uh, the, uh, the early 70s, it doesn't matter really in the context. Right. Of all of this, it's uh, so it's supposed to be set in the in the uh, in the seventies. Oh 70s. yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe right. it is. I believe it's supposed to be set in the seventies. Okay. In uh, in the wilds of Scotland. Uh. Right. Okay. Yeah. I've, I have a question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I hope I have the answers, listeners. So in the seventies in Scotland. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How come uh, Nicholas Cage has got a mobile phone? I mean, he said, he said Nicolas Cage, but I'm fairly certain he's just getting confused, so I'm going to let that one slip. It's been a long week for all of us. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember uh, Ed, Edward Woodward uh, having a mobile phone. I mean, sure, he made some phone calls, probably back to the main. He had, he had a loud hailer, huh. which he used to shout from uh, from the seaplane to the shore. And, uh, the, Edward, yeah, Wood, Edward the, Woodward? Edward, Edward Woodward, yeah. What, the, uh, you, the, the actor... Edward yeah, Woodward, the, the, the British actor. It's not in it. Oh, 
I mean, he's he's looking a little peaky, so maybe maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let Edward this one slip. Wo- this is making it Edward very, Woodward. This is the, making it very difficult for me. Edward Woodward, the uh, the the actor known best known as uh, Callan. Callan, uh, the, the, you know him as Callan, the, the Equalizer. Or, yeah, or the Equalizer. Yeah, or um, yeah. you know him from that Joe Pasquale joke. Um, why does Edward Woodward have so many D's in his name? Because if he didn't have them, he would be called Iwawuwa. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. She's not in it. It's yeah, all women. He's... And Nicolas Cage. I think you're confusing this with uh, with a national treasure or something. You've been watching. A oh, lot. he is a national treasure, Nicolas Cage, and certainly his performance in this film is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he spends watching... a lot of time outstanding in a field. Certainly <laughs> in Scotland. You've been watching so it's many. Not films, in Scotland. So many films recently. You just must be getting it's confused. Not in Scotland. I mean, listeners, I have warned him. I've said, I said, I said, take a step back. The new series is important, but you don't have to watch every single film ever made. Get some sleep. You know, you don't have to just, you know, just keep watching. And there's a the trouble with all these streaming services. There's no, there's no off. You can't switch it off, can you? It's just there. And he's just watching it constantly. Yeah, so yeah, you must be confused. Yeah, going outside. Yeah, you know that. Um, Lawrence Olivier, so Larry. Larry, yeah. Used to do uh, an Edward Woodward joke as well. There's a, there's another Edward Woodward joke. Is there? Yeah. Apparently he used to. Uh, his I nickname imagine used to... the uh, kind of circles in which that joke would be told. <laughs> he told it to Noel Coward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he used to call him uh, Fart in the Bath because his name was uh, Edward Woodward. <laughs> oh, I mean, so, uh, oh, so Larry. Over cigars and after yeah. several whiskeys, I should imagine that was. Uh, that went down well, but... Uh, oh, what's yeah. got to do with any of this, anyway? We used to know uh, a girl who used to live next to... You know a girl? <laughs> no, it's been a while. Tell me about the girl. Uh, she used to live uh, in Cornwall. Oh, yeah. Let's call her... Uh, Hannah the Hippie. Hannah the Hippie from Cornwall? Hannah the Hippie for... Han- Hannah the Hippo. Hannah the, Hannah the Hippie from Cornwall. Okay. Uh, she used to live next door to uh, the actor Edward Woodward. In Cornwall? In Cornwall. Or whereabouts? Ah. Uh, Lisk? Truro. I'm going to say Lou. Lou. Somewhere on the Lizard. Yeah. Some, it was Town on the Lizard. Yep. We used to live next door to him. And uh, apparently it was very nice. Yeah. Bit crotchety. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, the, the joy of all this uh, being that if you had a a kick around oh yeah a game of football in the back garden uh, yeah. and you found yourself losing okay you could easily hoof the ball over the fence and go and get the equaliser An editor's note on that actually, Tim. That's uh, that's a joke I handed into the enemy uh, in place of a proper review of uh, Neil Finn from Crowded House. Really? Live, yeah. Uh, couldn't be bothered to leave the walkabout next door with the PR woman. Um, upsettingly, I got grassed up and sacked. Uh, glad to see that I'm still telling that joke. The enemy is folded, and Neil Finn's now in Fleetwood Mac. There's a film in that somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, but he's not. <laughs> but Edward Woodward's not in <laughs> The Wicker Man. Oh, he is. He, he's, he's, but he's, or maybe he, he takes up 
with you. More screen time than any other... He's not in it. Any other actor. Nicolas Cage, you mean? Other than Count Dooku. Dooku's in it. Count Dooku's in it. Count Dooku's in it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee, Scaramanga. Saw a man? I saw a man, it was Christopher Lee. I saw a man, little Scaramanga. Count Dooku. Count Dooku. (laughs) You know Christopher Lee? (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. You know him best as uh, a Scaramanga. As Count Dooku. You do know him best as Count Dooku. Dooku. Count Dooku from uh, the one where they surf down the lava. Probably he's in that, isn't he? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. It's good, that, isn't it? Yep, the Sith sense. (laughs) Uh, Christopher Lee, right, (laughs) is the best. He's not in The Wicker Man, but he's the best. He is Uh, in The Wicker Man. (laughs) The Wicker Man. Oh, God, you've watched the wrong film, Timps. Oh, God. What do you mean I've watched the wrong film? You've watched The Wicker Man. Robin Hardy's 1973. We can correct this next week when he's not called Robin Hardy. Robin Hardy's 1973 classic. The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. That's a totally different film to The Wicker Man. There's no space. The 2008, I want to say, Neil LeBute, (laughs) written and directed. (laughs) (laughs) Nicolas Cage featuring horror comedy. Is it a comedy? I'm not sure. A butte from Le Butte. Oh, another butte from Le Butte. He knocks it out of the park again. Le Butte did his first major film uh, after previously doing The Company of Men. Okay. And then something else. And then just having a load of photos taken that in this age of um, difficult times for white males in the uh, film industry, just, it just looks so, uh, it looks so problematic. I take it all back. <laughs> I don't, well, I, I don't think he is. I know nothing about such a thing. One for the league. But it's those, those sunglasses oh, okay. that you can sort of see through. Oh, the sort of the unshaven react, bit. The react to light shades. Yeah. The sort yeah. of flubby face okay. that he's managed to maintain in a world that's entirely fed on wheat germ smoothies <laughs> and yoga. When I see somebody like that who works in the entertainment industry, I always think that they are a lot older than they say they yeah, are. Yeah, definitely. Like his stage age, probably 45, his real age... 87. <laughs> I was trying to text you yesterday from the platform at Baker Street where I was trying to get onto the train next to a man who looked exactly like former Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> a man who fits that template perfectly. Tiny little sort of yellow shades like the bloke from the Chemical Brothers used to wear in 1945. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and spiky Sonic the Hedgehog. Dyed black hair on a man who's clearly <laughs> not the 32-year-old he's maintaining, purporting to be. Yeah, I guess that's uh, one, uh, one... Suit, jacket, top, really baggy trousers, wallet chain. Oh, yeah. amazing. Straight out of the 90s. The time traveller, I'm calling Very him. possibly he's the lead the, singer of Papa Roach. He's come to the future and he's disappointed. What was he called? Corby Trouser Press or something, wasn't he? <laughs> what was the lead singer from Papa Roach called? Yes, he was. Corby Trouser Press. <laughs> Corby Trouser Press. That's who it was. Was it? Okay. Yeah. It's, Cor- <laughs> it's Corby Trouser Press. We were getting on the tube together. And it's interesting um, that because The Wicker Man, I, I thought, the Nicolas Cage star in 2000 and probably seven Neil LeBute <laughs> film, uh, the Wicker Man. Uh, a lot of it really reminded me of a Papa Roach video. <laughs> Do 
did it. Yeah. Had that, that sort of, that quality. The sort of, yeah, the sort of... Fisheye fish lens. Yeah, a lot of sort of flashbacks yeah. into troubled, pill-popping Nicolas Cage. Oh, OK. The, the, uh, the detective Edward Malus. Uh, uh, he would sort of think about things, and then a truck would smash into uh, a car, and a tiny girl would turn into some bees. Right. Or he'd be just, like, freaking out on a dock... And then a dead girl would be in his arms, and he'd go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Just like Papa Roach. Yeah, you wouldn't have caught Edward Woodward. Or it would go all, bl- all black and white, and and, and sort of sepia tones. <laughs> and it's a bit like, you know, those shows on uh, the History Channel. Yeah. The American History shows that have. No, not enough history in them to get all the way through a 43-minute episode. Just constant recaps. Yeah. <laughs> with 15 seconds of Earlier content. this episode! <laughs> and it's all shot on ghost cam. <laughs> yeah, that guy okay. made the Wicker Man. Right. With Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it, it sounds... Where he goes to find a missing girl who it turns out to be his daughter. Oh. And then he goes all fathers for justice about it on <laughs> this island uh, full of... Uh, weird witchy bee women okay who keep bees right so they, you, you've replaced apples for bees what do you mean uh, replace apples in the film The Wicker Man it's all about a weird bee weird, the... <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> sorry sorry ladies a weird witchy bee women <laughs> don't get that the wrong way around in, in, in the prequel <laughs> it's all about weird bitchy wee women <laughs> weird bitchy wee women it's uh because it's, oh, it's set in scotland you say yeah yeah it's weird a, bitchy wee women oh yeah 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 with count dooku <laughs> i see you've noticed the younglings dancing through the flames hey listeners we know it's two films we've pushed this far enough now haven't we <laughs> some would say we haven't pushed it at all but you know there's two films Two different versions of the Wickerman. Wickerman one, and uh, a Wickerman tribute. Yeah, Wickerman, Wickerman U- tribute act in the Wickerman universe. It's a weird tribute. Uh, Which one did you watch, Tim? So you watched the original one. I watched the uh, the original nineteen seventy three Robin Hardy yes. version. Yes. Uh, memorised the name of the director, didn't I? <laughs> Said that a few times. Uh, and I'd never seen it. And I never seen it. Never seen it. Obviously, heard it mentioned. Yeah. Referenced by. Numerous people uh, really enjoy it. Really enjoyed it. <coughs> Thoroughly enjoyed it's great, it. Great, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Properly silly, bit spooky. Count Dooku's great. Pro- it is well sexy. Yes, it certainly is. Um, I, I was not expecting it. The, the carry to be on quite so sexy element. Well, it. it it very much comes out of those all those Hammer films, which would be again that's a that is a glaring blind spot in my really? in my <laughs> cinematic knowledge. So all it, those Hammer all films. those films would be, would be late night cinemas. You've got no video, you've got no DVD, you've got no streaming. Yeah, you've got what have you got? Members of Black Sabbath. Your, having, imagi- your imagination. No, you've got oh, blokes okay. out of Black Sabbath having to go to the pictures late night, midnight after the pubs have kicked out. What you're going to watch? Oh, I don't know, Dracula or whatever. And they'll do a version of it that's going to have Christopher Lee in it yeah. as the titular character, although there'll be lots of other titular characters in it because, you know, it's quite booby. Yeah, yeah, as well. And this is uh, a move away from that. They wanted to try and do something a bit more heady and a bit more and a bit less obvious. 
But to get people to go at all, they had to keep it booby. You had to get Brett, Brett Eklund. Yes. In there. Yes. And uh, Edward, Woodward, Edward Woodward in his dressing gown, bracing himself against the a wall. <laughs> Edward Woodward is so good. He's great. He's so good so in good. that film. Yeah, yeah. As the Calvinist yeah. uh, copper who is suddenly thrust onto an island of thrusting um, pagans. Polite pagans. Polite pagans. That pub, though, that they go to. Oh. Properly scary. That's what pubs used to be like. The landlord's daughter. <laughs> the soundtrack. The soundtrack's, oh, soundtrack's great. Amazing. Well, that's... Yeah. All right, so 1973, to move away from just being Dracula and large-breasted women, uh, they did. They made this film. Christopher Lee pushed so hard for it to happen. He didn't get paid for his role in it. Did he not? No, he said, I just, I just want the film to happen. <laughs> didn't get paid for it. And then somebody said, by the way, it's a musical. <laughs> it's a whimsical musical that is full of creeping dread and the best twist in cinema since Planet of the Apes. Yep. Unbelievably great. And Edward Woodward is so... The bit when Woodward and Christopher Lee get together and have a big chat about apples... Yes. ...is some of the best film anywhere in the world ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. That's the uh, the 70s equivalent of a montage sequence. Oh, Lee... Um, Woodward's so sweaty. Yes. And Lee is just so gloriously game yep. for anything in this. If ever a man has inspired me to even consider wearing a custard yellow polo neck, <laughs> it's a uh, it's with Lord a kilt. Summer, Lord Summer Island, Lord himself. Summer Island himself. Oh, listeners, I'd advise you to uh, to, to 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 get a copy of wherever you can get a copy <coughs> and. Uh, Settle down with a loved one and enjoy it. If you haven't seen it, it's yes, it's a, it's a fantastic piece of cinema. It's a fantastic piece of cinema. Um, it is the uh, it does feature the world's greatest bonfire. It features two actors having a brilliant time and some wonderful, uh, um, some supportive performances from uh, uh, Ingrid Pitt is amazing in it. Yes, um, it's creepy. Oh, it's it's just brilliant. A beetle tied to a nail, someone eating a frog. Uh, what else have we got? It's 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 properly good. You're right about the music as well, because um, that plays plays a key part to it. And just looking at it, the whole thing looks like a Black Sabbath. It looks like the cover from Black Sabbath, <laughs> Black Sabbath, yeah. the first one, crumbling religion. And spooky figures and tradi- really traditional Englishness and uh, Scottish Britishness. Yeah, you're right. Really traditional Britishness. Can't you watch me not bother to edit that in? <laughs> Just say all of it. Um, which is wonderfully replaced in the 2000, and, let's say, seven version by it just looking. Like a limp, Roach like, like, like limp biscuit trying to take themselves seriously. What's that bloke? Stained. Stained. Okay. Oh dear lord. Did you watch the other one? I didn't. No. I, no. Didn't, I, I didn't have time, and I kind of figured if you're going to watch one, you might as well watch the original. Well, I can probably bring you up to speed on that, Timps. Okay. Yeah. You got the bottom. <laughs> Thank you.
The sky was blue, the wind was still, the moon was shining clearly. I set her down with right good will among the eggs of barley. I kenned her heart was all my own. I loved her most sincerely. All right, Tim, so I've uh, put some of the best bits of uh, the superior. 2007, let's say, <laughs> Wicker Man with, with Nicolas Cage. I have you ever seen the film The Room uh, with, heard, Tom, with Tommy Wiseau? Heard a lot about it, haven't yeah. seen it. Channels him quite a bit in, really? this, uh, okay. in his wild overacting. And that's long before he puts on a bear costume, starts beating up women, and then gets murdered by bees. <laughs> What's in the bag? A shark or something? <laughs> what, what was in the bag? You never find out. No, you don't. He just walks off. Public's nicer. Just like a room and a meal. Can you swing it? Swing what? Is that some kind of city Yes, the, the pub is nicer. It's really boring first. in the pub. So they just drink mead. Will you tell us less, uh, less barman's daughter. Yeah, not featured. Yes. Phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> dare you stand there and frighten my children? Sorry, I'm Edward Malis from California. I'm a policeman. See my badge? I was unaware. <laughs> Whose desk is this? <laughs> now why in the hell would you let a sick thing like that? Put that back. Put that back. Sorry, you're going to have to bear with me. Completely crazy. <laughs> and Pitch you're black hair. Pitch white teeth. You. you tell me another, and I'll rest you myself. That is a promise, Miss Rose. Those teeth really are something. Rose. Of course, another plant, Rose. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> quite the dive isn't it that is the weirdest dive I've ever seen <laughs> he's allergic to bees by the way ok he can't get stung by a bee yeah and he's running through a field of beehives <laughs> and rolling down the hill. I know rolls down the hill oh you'll love this Beer to bees, nice. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? I don't know. Tell me. She doesn't know. How did it get burned? Step away from the bike. <laughs> Take your stupid mask. 
He's, he's, he's still on the bike. <laughs> oh, that's a, a classic scene from the original there. There we go. Created. Take those masks off. Just as you instruct. <laughs> oh, acting. It's acting times a hundred. <laughs> Not acceptable. kicking a load of women in the face and now he's got a bear costume on and now his love interest has noticed yeah. that he's dressed as a bear what is it what's wrong sister he's about to go <laughs> he's just punched another one yeah. <laughs> this is dreadful isn't it oh, it's absolutely the worst thing there's ever been but he's dressed like a bear then he runs through the woods for 20 minutes and then this happens you'll all be guilty and you're doing it for nothing Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! Ah! <laughs> what? Ah! what is it? What is it? <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! It's a, it's a muzzle ah! of bees. <laughs> Out of my eyes! My eyes! Ah! The CGI bees. Falling. <laughs> oh, still going. I think I can actually only think of one film worse in the history of all time. Really? Only one? One. Okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, something's occurring. And that is what we will be watching on next week's Sick Bed Cinema. No way are we watching. Uh, news on that soon. No way are we watching. The Happening with Marky Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I think I've seen that. That's the one where he gets... In a traffic jam and then all the cars stop. Yeah. And, and then the... all the birds stop singing. Yeah. And he gets chased by the wind. Okay. A deadly wind hunts and he, him down. And then he becomes an inspirational boxer. <laughs> Is that the one? <laughs> I've watched too many films recently. <laughs> That's got... No. That's got um, Batman in it. Christian Bale. Uh, has it? Michael yeah. Keaton? <laughs> Other Batman. Uh, oh, there's a funny bat. Val Kilmer. Yeah. George Clooney. George... Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're not watching that happening. No, no, no. no, no. There's no way. So it goes... Um, it goes... The Wickerman remake, The Happening... And then that's it. There's nothing below there's that. No, there's nothing. Okay. The, the happening, the Wickerman, probably. Um, what's the second of the uh, Star Wars prequels? <laughs> uh, Phantom. Menace. Not Phantom Menace, which Attack is the best one in the series. Yes, an incredible piece of cinema. Attack, uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Those are the three worst films. Stop listening now, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be filling in the rest, though, as the season progresses. Boy, Wait, you've not seen that before? I've not seen I've Would you like to borrow that? my DVD? I did notice you had a hard copy. I might slip that yeah. into my uh, 
I mean, have you seen the best bit? The best bit's being when he steals the bike. Yeah. Give me the goddamn bike! <laughs> and, uh, you're, 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 you're honey! To whatever it's, he says. Uh, uh, I don't want to do the cursing on it, but it's, uh, you bitches! You bitches! <laughs> Killing me will bring back your goddamn honey! I mean, it's very, a very different performance. It's the worst! To, to the, uh, buttoned up Edward Woodward. In- Oh, you know, it, I, reciting I, the Lord's Prayer as the flames lick around his feet. I saw a review of it uh, that said that um, casual listeners... Uh, sorry, <laughs> we don't have those. Cas- casual viewers uh, will find little to love here. People who've seen the original will have the most excruciating time. <laughs> <laughs> they have ever, And it's just the worst thing. Oh, yeah. And it's weird, because Cage... I think Cage is all right. Yeah, he's good in Ghost Rider. He's good. <laughs> oh, he's not. That's on the top five. And Leaving Las Vegas. He's great in Leaving Las Vegas. And Ghost Rider. He's not great in Ghost Rider. Tell you who's worst in Ghost. Worst in Ghost Rider. Though. Uh, who's that? Idris Elba. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he plays like a blind French sage. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a wide of cast. No, he's unable to uh, to pull that off. Unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> National yeah. Treasure Three, The Pharaoh's Eye. Not seen it. Only seen the first two. It's not even called that. <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure Three: Night at the Museum. One. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but but Cage, I um I know a bloke um who works in. Oh, do I need to change the name of the? Bookshop? No, let's advertise it. Uh, Watkins, the occult bookshop in London. Okay. Let's call him Ian. That's his name. Uh, let's call him Alien. Alien from Watkins Books uh, in the let's. occult bookshop. Let's do that. Um, Cage used to come in around this time quite a lot. Did he? What, yeah. when he was filming The Wicker Man? Yeah, and, right. and, and, okay. and he's really into that stuff. And this, this is a genuine attempt at doing something creepy, kooky, spectacularly spooky from wow. uh, from Nicolas Cage. Got nowhere near. <laughs> Got nowhere near. He should have saved himself that trip to the bookshop. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird, because when he came into my celebrity video shop, he was just grumpy. Was he? Who was he with again? Uh, he was with Patricia Arquette. That's right. She was brilliant. Yep. He was a grumpy smoker. And what did they rent? Uh, nothing. She spent 90 minutes just hanging out and wanting to work in the shop with the guys and get back to the real people. And to confirm whether that story is tr- has remained the oh, same oh, since oh, its oh, last oh. telling, you can revisit yeah. Wolf Mania the podcast episode it would have been episode C. Episode C? Episode C, Celebrity Video Shop of Doom. That's correct, which uh, Oh, early doors. Yeah, you'll find uh, you'll find uh, wherever you get podcasts. Before the dank set in. Before the dank set in. <laughs> Before we started really hitting our hitting our straps. Absolutely right. Um, so, uh, yeah, Wickerman, did you enjoy it, Timps? I did indeed. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was everything you'd hoped, you'd, having heard so much about yeah. it over, over, the, over the years, everything I hoped for, uh, I'd, I'd watch it again. Yeah. If only to see the scene <laughs> when uh, Edward Woodward returns to the ruined church to return it to its uh, Christian glories by, you know, putting a makeshift cross on, uh, on the altar where he meets uh, a lady breastfeeding a baby holding an egg. <laughs> the 
rarest figure in the uh, <laughs> the Wickerman fig toy figures collection. Yeah, one for the sticker book. One for the sticker book, the rarest sticker. Oh, the wicker stickers. <laughs> the wicker stickers. The wicker sticker book. That would be brilliant. Yeah, why did that never catch on? I, <laughs> 1973. Uh, things you don't know about football stickers in 1973, Tim. Oh, yeah. You had to lick them to put them in the book. You're kidding. No, it's absolutely like, true. Like a stamp. Pre-adhesive. Wow. Fact. <laughs> Didn't know that. All the way up to about 76. Good grief. Mm. And then Panini got involved and it was a... Well, it's the Panini split. Was it? Yeah, between the uh, two Panini brothers. Uh-huh. One of them whom formed a really high-end publishing business and the other ones uh, just did uh, sticker books. Wow. Uh, not, as far as I'm aware, including the Wicker sticker book. Sadly not. No. Um, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved the original one. What did you think of it? I loved the first one. Okay. Uh, it was... It's. As good as I, it's better than I remember it. Where did you first watch it? Do you remember where you first watched it? I'm going to say probably Mick Button's video lounge. Really? Yeah. His parents were off and away for the summer holidays. Okay. And we had free reign of the video shop down the road. Uh, and that would have been, you know, you'd get like six a day, generally speaking. Okay. What about on. the films, though? <laughs> and probably six. Six, six movies. Yeah, six movies for about two, okay, quickly, two pounds. Okay, quickly, you're in the video store now. You've got the Wicker Man, there's five, there's five. What year am I in? You are in the year 19... 19- <laughs> there is no video shop anymore. 1983. Yeah. Uh, about, right, about right. I wouldn't have been there in 1987. I don't know, what are you saying? <laughs> when I would have watched it, it would have been about... 1989, 1990, I think. Okay, okay. Time for Guru. Well, so what else would you have rented? If you, if you say you had a triple bill, Mike Nothing's parents had gone away. What would have happened is you would have got uh, probably a cult film that somebody would have told you about that would uh, try to impress us so you'd end up... Tetsuo Iron Man. <laughs> Actually, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, you'd have had your... You'd have had with Null and I. Okay. Um, things that people were, you know, the older kids would have told us was cool. Um, and we would have probably added to that something with John Candy. Okay. Maybe Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Cool Runnings. Great Outdoors. And then, yeah, The Great Outdoors, featuring probably yourself. Um, <laughs> You're kidding. Interesting. We just haven't got a clue what to do. Does anyone know the way? There's got to be a way. Um, and That's then on top of that, in. we would almost certainly have got um, what would have been known at the time, I don't think it's a genre that still exists, as an erotic thriller. Uh, something from the Emmanuel series. No, 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 oh. no. It would definitely be, uh, there would be a notional thriller element to it. Okay. They'd be called things like um, dressed to kill. Okay. Stripped to kill. Right. A lot of things to kill. So the, th- the thriller elements yeah. legitimised the... Uh... Yeah, there would be a, a cop going undercover, probably in some kind of... Uh, Strip club. Sleazy, yeah, sleazy underworld thing. Yeah. Carl Hyde. Surprisingly often uh, featuring Melanie Griffiths, or many actresses, actors, who would go on to uh, uh, star in less tops-off work later on. Yes. Good. Cherry 2000 featuring Melanie Griffith is the film I'm actually thinking of there. <laughs> Just remembered. Wistfully. Right. 
This single uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll have an erotic thriller episode later on, uh, listeners. That'll freak you out. <laughs> Not as much as it will Timpsy, though. When I put on uh, and I slap on Linda Fiorentina in the uh, Last Seduction, actually a proper film. How come she isn't more famous? Yes. I will answer that question <laughs> on Valentine's Day next year. But yeah, loved it, loved it. Um, uh, loved the original Wicker Man. Absolutely despised the second Wicker Man. You can't, you just can't do that. Yeah, it, it seems unnecessary, an uncalled for, an unwanted sequel. And just so badly done. And uh, the first one, inspiring... Not only you to wear a yellow top, a kilt, and maybe have a tinkle on the piano. Yeah. Um, but it's more because Christopher Lee's just the best guy, isn't he? He looks like he's having an awful lot of fun. He's got great hair <laughs> in it. He certainly has got great hair <laughs> in it. Absolutely incredible hair. And that's not just the scene where he's dressed as a woman dancing. Oh, oh, no, you're the fool! You're the fool! <laughs> Come, on, Come on, be man. the fool! He's so good in that. Yeah. Um, it. He remained awesome uh, and until he, he only died a couple of years ago. Did he? Yeah, he was 93, I believe, uh, when uh, Christopher Lee passed away. And three years before his death, he uh, suddenly decided, and well, he remembered what he actually really wanted to do, other, as well as... Um, well, you could sort of say that he invented heavy metal in really? some regards. Yeah, because those Hammer films are exactly where... The, Everything about Black Sabbath comes from a late night Christopher Lee movie is where all of their creep comes from. And uh, he decided, actually, he'd rather do their version of it than his. And uh, at 90 years old, uh, he put out his first metal album. Really? Yeah. And snuck out five more before he died. Blimey, good work. 90 to 93, yeah. Good work, Christopher Lee. Yeah. I wonder what those sound like. Which ones do you want to listen to? The best one. Well, let's have a look, shall we? I've only got one, which is the Christmas album. <laughs> Did two of those. <laughs> uh, these must exist, right? Hold on, let me have a little look. Tim, keep them talking. Maybe uh, sell them on the idea of next week's film. So, me and uh, me and Mr Wolfman, sir, have been discussing the possibilities for next week's film, and never want to let a format go stale we'd like to open up the uh the choice of next week's film to you the listener in the, in the first example of wolfmania interactive that's right we will be posting on our instagram account at wolfmania the podcast at is, wolfmania podcast at wolfmania podcast no the at wolfmania podcast on the instagram we'll be posting a poll in our stories at some point in the uh, next few days so you know there's no deadline for you to get involved but please please follow as soon as you possibly can <laughs> we, could, we could use your company otherwise it's going to be a straight playoff between your sister and my glamorous australian wife's mom and i'm not saying either of them have poor taste in films <laughs> but, but they've been known to disagree before your future listening pleasure dep- <laughs> depends on your involvement <laughs> Okay, right, hold on, Tim. Recap, I was just looking on the internet. Yeah. Um, so, what have you been saying whilst I've been gone? We've made, we've made the joke about... Sorry. Whilst you've been... <laughs> well, whilst you've been looking at the internet, yeah. a fine time to choose to do it. <laughs> so, you know, sorry, Tim. That's all right. 
Um, big chair, big chair. Mm. Uh, pitched the idea of a, a poll over on Instagram to help for the uh, sorry for the uh, our followers to help us choose which film we're going to watch. That's next right. Week. Okay. Got there in the end. So they got to choose out of all the films that have ever existed. Out of all the films that ever existed, that would be ludicrous, wouldn't yeah, it? Would yeah. What would it? Yeah. Even he thinks so. What a ridiculous idea that would be. So we've narrowed it down. Yes. To two. It's a straight fight. Yeah. A or B. B or A. That's okay. the only decision you've got to make. So uh, the A and the B that we have for you to choose from, two very different films. Okay. Set in very different times, featuring an entirely different cast. Wouldn't it be weird if that wasn't true? <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You've yet. only seen one of them. I've only seen one of them. Uh, so the two films we have lined up for you to choose from. And I choose... Uh, I'll be quiet. <laughs> it's hard. It's, hard, quiet, it's harder than you think. Uh, are A, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, yeah, love it. The uh, 1992 one? One or two? Kevin Costner classic. Okay. Costner, Rickman, Slater. Yep. Mary Elizabeth Mastrosantonio. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. don't think I've seen it since 1992. Have you not? I don't think so. Oh, it's, a, it's a Brian Adams. Yep. Yep. Or B. Well, and why are we choosing that one? Because there's sorry, a yes. new Robin Hood film out, isn't there? There's a new Robin Hood film out, and we figured if we did that around the time that was out... And we wrote Robin Hood on the thing, more people would come to the podcast. <laughs> We'd get loads of listeners and loads of followers, and yes. then we could retire properly. Brilliant. As opposed so to you put, could watch Robin Hood. So you could watch Robin Hood, Prince, Prince of, of Thieves. Thieves. Or... Yep. You could watch the other choice. What's the other choice? Weird Science. That's right, Weird Science. Because... You've never seen it. And we're, and we're going to the Science Museum next week. And we want to go to the Science Museum yeah. next week. <laughs> so your choice is Robin Hood, brackets Prince of Thieves, or Weird Science. Join us on uh, the Instagram and the Facebook group at Wolfmania Podcast, or just email us, or come round, you know where we are, and uh, tell us which we're going to watch. And we will duly observe the will of the people... <laughs> We, unless we're unhappy about it, <laughs> in which case, it, I've got totally the people's different. vote. Oh, that went so well last time, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Oh well, we'll do that. Um, here we go. This is uh, Sir Christopher Lee. Not really his greatest work, though. I'm uh, more of a fan of Massacre of the Saxons from the album Charlemagne, which sounds a little bit like this. In borderland raids, they came in their hordes, ransacking villages, taking the spoils, with nothing to lose and possessions few. Bold, sturdy, fearless and cruel. 
<laughs> hey, listeners, that was Sir Christopher Lee at the age of 92. If I had half of that when I was 92, I would be, uh, I'd be very surprised. If you were <laughs> even 120th that metal at the age of 29 tips. I would be you do the maths how much more metal than I would be than I am now you would be almost impossible to carry yeah yep you would <laughs> <laughs> we'll double check that next week if we get to go to the science museum yeah they'll tell me exactly what I'm made of yeah if we have to go to Nottingham <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how it's working <laughs> I think so we are, we're going to the actual Sherwood Forest yeah of course we are Oh, we're going to the Science Museum. Yeah, one of those is going to happen. <laughs> Please vote for the Science Museum, everybody. This is like the bit where Dermot O'Leary's got his arms round us <laughs> after we've performed and we're doing the little phone signal with our hands. Yeah, you're doing that and I'm just pointing at the numbers where I think the numbers are appearing down below. <laughs> They're actually above these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, uh, go to find us on the social media and please tell us what we've got to watch and we'll chat about it. At Wolf Mania podcast. Yeah, well, that's uh, well. I've, in, I've enjoyed tonight, Tim. It's been uh, been a great a November to remember. Certainly, it's been light, tight, and bright. A bit like a firework. A bit like a firework. And there's Brilliant. been a few of those popping off outside. They have been <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Yeah, uh, scared of going home. Um, yeah. Before we do go, Tim. So you- we should probably... Uh, have you got any memorable uh, firework night recollections to share with the listeners? Firework night recollections, picking the sparkler up by the wrong end. Oh, don't do that. Keep it, keep it at uh, arm's length. Thinking a Roman candle was a real Roman candle. <laughs> Trying to resell yeah. it. <laughs> Didn't go so well. Listening to a lot of Catherine Wheel as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, I had a bit of a look in the uh, uh, the classic Wolfmania diary. Okay. 1980, the end of everything. The almanac, the sports <laughs> the, almanac. The almanac, <laughs> which is in here. Um, uh, somewhere. De- delving in here. into a... Delving into the past. Into, a, into the past, through a through a wormhole. Let's see what he pulls out. Oh, somebody's had it away. Well, you, you, you're well aware of the text, of course. I am. I can't believe it's stored just in a carrier <laughs> bag like that. Um <laughs> <laughs> And uh, conveniently, it comes a week after the uh, Halloween entrance <laughs> from last week. How convenient. Right. See what you can make of that, Tims. Okay, I've been handed a document, listeners. The 11th, 11.6, On the 5th of Nov, 1605, Guy Fawkes tried to blow up Parliament. But there was a snag. Some of their friends were going, <laughs> but to Parliament, I think. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But <laughs> one of them told their friends, except spelt wrongly. One man who sent a letter to his granddad. So he shafted the king. (laughs) The note and the king ordered the troops to search for funny-looking things. (laughs) And in the end, they... It's a page-turner. 
<laughs> put the white gloves on to turn the page. In the end, they <laughs> torpedoed him. <laughs> wow. There you go. Shafting and torpedoing. <laughs> A memorable... Alternative Guy Fawkes. <laughs> Alternative Guy Fawkes from uh, 1980, the end of everything. Um, <laughs> thanks to him, I'll laminate it. The ceremonial handing back <laughs> of, the, uh, of the exercise book. I, uh, I, did, uh, I did try and think uh, if there were actually any memorable Bonfire Night stories ever. The best one I've got oh, yeah. is the one, I don't know what, it, might, it can't have been, it must have been from about 1979, I think. Which would be the one where I ate a jacket potato oh, yeah. for the first time in my existence. A taste sensation. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm Even to live long in the memory. Out of tin foil. Good grief. Oh. Yes, space potato. Space potato, exactly, a space potato. And one uh, of our Steven Spielberg-esque BMX gang. Yep. Uh, in full kiss makeup, got stuck on a Ferris wheel. Uh, in my memory of my Spielberg-esque childhood, <laughs> one of us always had full kiss no, makeup on. <laughs> nobody in Spielbergia ever had a baked potato, though. No, just <laughs> coloured fruit loops. Yeah. I maintain that, yeah, um, one of us was always wearing kiss makeup, though, and uh, always getting stuck on a Ferris wheel. Um, the hazards of childhood. Exactly. Never me, though, because obviously I had the beard. Yes. So you can't get the paint on and look stupid. Puberty stroke early. Exactly. Um, anyway, that's uh, <laughs> probably... <laughs> that is the most notable bonfire night I've ever had. But uh, there are some other memories associated with the uh, bonfire night. Fireworks, Tims. Fireworks. Who can forget a firework? They've been popping off outside all night. Yep. The, uh, the whizzers, the bangers, the whiz-bangers. Ah. <laughs> uh, I, I can think of a banger. Can you? Yeah. Well yeah. done. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, so can I. You're just worried I'm going to talk about erotic thrillers again, but that's not what I mean. I'm thinking the ultimate... Oh, Linda, fire- Linda Fiorentina. <laughs> the ultimate fireworky banger. Yeah. It's surely the banger fireworks with an X by the band Stags with a Z. Which context-free... We're probably going to play for you now. <laughs> this is Stags and Fireworks. We'll see you next week. Good night, listeners. Thanks for coming. Good night. Stay safe. plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again do you ever feel feel so paper thin like a house of cards one blow from caving in do you ever feel already buried deep six feet under screams but no one seems to hear a thing do you ever know there's a chance for you because there's a spark in you you gotta ignite the light and let it shine. Just own the night like the 4th of July. Cause baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you're worth. Make them go off.
space You're original, cannot be replaced If you only knew what the future holds After a hurricane comes a rainbow Maybe a reason why all the doors are closed So you can open one that leads you to the perfect road Like a lightning bolt your heart will blow And when it's time you'll know just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. Just own the night like the Fourth of July. Cause baby, you're a firework. Come on, show them what you're worth. Make them go oh, 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 as you shoot across the sky. Inside of you, you, you And now it's time to let it through Get up to the dance floor To the baseline When it hits you, let your body move I say 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 let your body move Get up to the dance floor To the baseline When it when hits it hit you I said let your body move I say let your body move Cause baby you're a firework Come on show them what you're worth Make them go ah 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 As you shoot across the sky I, I.